Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
This show was previously recorded. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well Studios on this hump day. Joining us now in the studios, Aaron Rice. He is the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute, former Lance Corporal of the United States Marine Corps. Aaron, always good to see you. Yeah, George, thanks for having me. So we got uh, wanted to have you on because we got Memorial Day coming up, as it always does, uh, either the last or next to last uh, Monday of May. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what day. Yep, so. Yeah, it's May 30th this year. Yeah, yeah, May 30th is coming Monday. So for the benefit of our audience, please explain the difference between the distinction between Veterans Day and Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah, no, great, great. I'm glad you asked. Uh, so yeah, Veterans Day obviously is for any veteran who served, um, and and so that's you know your veterans who are alive today that are walking around, and you tell them you know thank you for your service. Uh, Memorial Day is meant to honor and remember those veterans who did not make it home, so made the ultimate sacrifice and died overseas, you know, in protection and service to our country. Now I'll say. I mean, some people seem to, you know, get kind of you see memes on Facebook or wherever that say, oh, don't don't thank people for their service. It's terrible. I don't, I don't know any veterans that get upset if somebody thinks if somebody thanks me for my service on Memorial Day, which happens all the time. I'm sure. not upset by it and, sure. and I'm not going around scolding people by it. But I do think it's great to to, you know, kind of help people understand uh, the difference in those days. Yeah, because sometimes they, they do get interchanged or, or yeah. conflated. But, uh, yeah, we, we really – I don't know any veterans that ever get upset if, no. you, if you thank them for their service because it just happens to be at or around Memorial Day, yes. which is for the purpose of recognizing it those, is. as you said, who and paid it, the ultimate sacrifice. It is, and people have good intentions by it, and I don't take any offense to it. I mean, another related issue is that you'll see you know a lot of things on Facebook that say, like, you know, in case you thought it was National Barbecue Day and we'll show somebody you know weeping at a graveside and all that – and look, don't get me wrong. I mean, Memorial Day, I mean, I, I personally, it is very important to me. And I have been with the families of my friends who lost their lives overseas. And I've been with their wives and their children and their parents. And I've seen, you know, the gaping hole that they left behind and just how important that day is. And so it is very important to me. And I, I do take a moment on the day to think about those friends of mine and everybody who who paid the ultimate sacrifice. But nevertheless, again, going back to what I was saying, usually when I see people sharing that, I mean, it's honestly usually civilians who who did, are not veterans who are right. saying that. I think your average veteran, and again, there may be some veterans, I can't speak for all, there may be some veterans who get upset by kind of the commercialization of Memorial Day, you know, oh, here's a sale, or happy Memorial Day, yeah. and barbecuing and all that. But I would just venture to say, uh, again, that, that I think most veterans – you know, don't expect people to sit around and, and mourn all day and, and cry all day or anything. I mean, I, I do think it's great 
to have that day to, you know, and, and I think veterans, for the most part, are going to be the ones that, that are doing a lot of the remembering because we knew the guys that didn't make it back. That's but, right. But for all of us to just have the day, maybe take a moment to, to pause and think about it, and then also, yes, enjoy the day. That's great. That started in 1868, yeah. originally um, termed as Decoration Day. Yeah, decorating the graves of this. And that, that goes exactly to my point was that the original intent was for veterans to go to the cemeteries and right. decorate the graves. And that's why it was put in May is because flowers would be in bloom and yeah. so you could decorate the graves. But again, that illustrates my point. I think it was, you know, it's going to, just like veterans fought the wars, and especially today, you know, we kind of have a separation between civilians who don't bear the brunt of that. I mean, we've got less than 1%, you know, will be involved in these these foreign wars today. I mean, I think veterans are used to that concept that we're going to be the ones that are probably doing most of the, you know, honoring or, or decorating graves or visiting the graves or their, our family members and all that. But I do think it's good to have the day for the broader population. And I think, look, in my, in my experience, Mississippians very much want to honor the day and, and think about it. And yeah. like I said, anything that go, that might be a little bit incorrect, if you want to say that, is usually from a place of goodwill. It's yeah. like you said, someone saying happy veteran, I mean, happy Memorial Day, you know, or uh, thank you for your service, yeah. you know, and those are all fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's been my experience as well. So we should point out that it became an official holiday a hundred years after the first one was celebrated yeah. in 1968. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is interesting. It became an official holiday at uh, that uh, time, and it's one of the few days that the flags are ordered at half staff. Yeah. Yeah. On Memorial yeah. Day. So you served in the United States uh, Marine Corps. Yep. Uh, achieved the, the rank of Lance Corporal. And uh, where were you over there? Uh, well, I went to Haditha, Iraq, and this was in 2005. Uh, which it was just a, you know, that's an Alambar province of Iraq. And if people can remember back to 2005, they probably remember that Alambar was just the wild west of Iraq. Yep. Not yep. a good place to be, especially in that time frame. And so it wound up being, uh, nobody foresaw this, but it wound up being the case that our battalion was the hardest hit Marine battalion in the in the entire Iraq war. I mean, it was just uh, very heavy losses. I was one of the first casualties. Actually, I was the first casualty in our battalion. I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but also, you know, lost a lot of friends after I was injured. And so, um, you know, it's it was just, you know, it was very hard on our, our entire battalion, the family members of our battalion, uh, me personally, you know, losing those friends. And so, you know, very tough thing. But again, that's why it's so important to me. And, and I know it is to you and to a lot of people in Mississippi to take the day to, you know, the moment to remember that and think about that and honor that. Yeah, absolutely. So you lost part of your leg. Yeah, that's right. There. That's right. I did. So, um, yeah, that's what I was alluding to. And I said I was the first casualty. So I, I kind of forget sometimes that uh, that people may not know. But yeah, I was I was in Iraq and and driving a Humvee and, and hit an anti-tank landmine. And so that uh, destroyed my Humvee, and I lost my left leg uh, below the knee. Thankful, thankfully, nobody else in my Humvee was injured, which is one of the things that I'm, you know, was very grateful for. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, I mean, despite that, I mean, I, I recovered very uh, well, was, you know, came back to Walter Reed Army Medical Center, 
uh, and Bethesda National Naval Medical Center. Got excellent care, prosthetic rehabilitation, did fine. Ran a 10-mile race two months after I got a prosthetic leg. And, you know, so for me, I mean, serving with the guys that I got to serve with was just the absolute honor of my life. And, you know, losing a leg is not is not something that, that takes it. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Memorial Day, sunny skies, high near 91. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 69. Your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 94. And for your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. I'm Michael Guest. To get America back on the right track, we must return to conservative policies and principles. That means protecting our constitutional rights, liberties, and freedom. Getting government out of the way so our economy can grow to stop inflation and bring down prices. I'm honored to serve as your congressman, and I'm asking for your vote on June the 7th. With your support, we will put America first, now and for our children's future. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. We are in the Element Well Studios, middays. John in Hardeman, Tennessee. Aaron wants to say thank you, sir, for being a great American and a Marine. Well, so thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, uh, John. So, and that, and that kind of leads me to a question, Aaron. Um, since 9-11, which, look, looking back, I, I can't remember another time in my lifetime, even, where the country really did seem to rally around a common cause. Absolutely. As we did after 9-11. Yep. Patriotism was off the chart, and it seems like we were able to at least put our political differences on the shelf for a while. Absolutely. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case today, but my question to you as as a veteran is, has the attitude towards veterans changed uh, over the, the decades here, yeah. since you've served up to now? Uh, has that changed anything? Well, I mean, I think it, it absolutely changed from Vietnam to my era. You no know, obviously, Vietnam vets came home and got spit on and all yeah. kind of terrible things. And yeah. I just want to say, if you're a Vietnam veteran out there, thank you for yes. your service. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, I came home to parades and tons of gratitude from across the political spectrum. And honestly, I felt like unwarranted gratitude most of the time because I felt like I really had not done that, you know, that much, and then had to just, you know, kind of gone to gone to serve and do what I signed sure. up to do, and sure. happened to get hurt and was really okay. Other than that, uh, but just absolutely incredible, overwhelming gratitude everywhere I turned. And Vietnam veterans didn't have that at all. I mean, it was just despicable. And so, again, if you're a Vietnam veteran, thank you for your service. You should have been told that a lot more when you came back. Um, but absolutely, it changed from Vietnam to then. Um, you know, I'd say my entire experience as a veteran has always been overwhelming gratitude. Of course, yeah. back in 05 when the wars were at their height, I'd say, you know, maybe more. I mean, you know, a little bit more. But I'd say that's just more because that was it was in the news. Yeah. And we we're still experiencing the, the effects every day. We had flag draped coffins coming home every day and all of that. But I've always been, you said it, 9-11. Um, I think, you know, obviously a lot changed. I mean, we came together. We rallied around the flag. And that has gone away. You're right. But one thing that did not go away is, for me, that entire intervening 20 years, people, I don't care if they're where they are on the political spectrum, you know, left, right, center, independent, what they are, um, people have always been, uh, you know, very respectful to me and to other veterans and, you know, thank thank us for our service. Again, maybe I feel like too much sometimes, but, but uh, for me at least. And, you know, but... Whether they agreed with the war or not, again, Iraq was a very controversial war. Yeah. I mean, um, even Afghanistan became a very controversial war over time. And so I think I've told you this before. I mean, when it was amazing because when we were in Iraq, we didn't care about the politics of it one bit. The military, the guys that I served with, did not care about the politics. And it was being fought about and discussed at home every single day. But we were just there doing our job and did not care about that. But even when we would come back, and talk to people who had been involved in those fights and and the politics of it and had strong feelings about it. And a lot of the people I spoke with were probably opposed to the war in Iraq. Yeah. Everybody set that aside when they talked to me. And they could distinguish between, you know, perhaps opposing the war in Iraq and speaking with me, a veteran who served in that war, and having you know, respecting what I did and, and the sacrifice that I made and other people that I knew had made. Yeah. It uh I, I guess it's just kind of been an ebb and flow mm -hmm. in, in our history and and certainly, uh, World War II, World War One, World War II, Korean War, yeah, 
different time periods, but it was really Vietnam because it was uh, kind of a politician's war to yeah. a great extent, and there was no clear objective, yeah. and we really didn't come out with a, a win. You Absolutely. couldn't, really, couldn't yeah. really put a mark on it and say, yeah, we won that one and something changed. In fact, just the opposite happened. Yeah. We, we left and a vacuum formed, kind of like what happened in Afghanistan yeah. and uh, North Vietnam, and, and uh, the communists took over and yeah. changed and again, South Vietnam. And like you're saying, I mean, it was also opposed, you know, very heavily here on uh, in the U.S., kind of, you know, more so than, than the Iraq War I was just yeah. discussing. And so, but... You know, if you had a if you had an unpopular war, you could at least maybe console yourself or console uh, you know service members could console themselves, find consolation in the fact that we won and we changed something, we prevented something really bad from happening. And just like you said, so not only was it unpopular at home, but then the objective really wasn't achieved yeah. either. And we had a botched withdrawal, like you said, like we had yeah. in Afghanistan, which was one of the things as a veteran that was so frustrating to me about Afghanistan is that we had seen this story play out. Exactly. I mean, we knew what could happen if we did it that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, we absolutely should have been able to handle that differently so that we did not have scenes that looked like Saigon coming out of Afghanistan and going into the history books and kind of putting a black mark on the service of all of our Afghanistan veterans and the U.S. in general and all of that. So that was very frustrating. But but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, for the Vietnam vets, it was just a totally different experience. Yeah. I, I was actually in, uh, went to visit my brother who was stationed at um, uh, Beale Air Force Base yep. in, in Marysville, California, and flew through San Francisco for that. And remember seeing all the protesters gathered up at yeah. the airport. We didn't yeah. have all the security like you do today. Yeah. Uh, and the service guys coming off in full uniform, yeah. and and the treatment they got yeah. was despicable. Yeah, let me tell you why you say that. It you literally reminded me of something I'd totally forgotten about. But so when I was at Walter Reed, once I got out of being an inpatient, I stayed at a, in a hotel in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, and every day would drive onto the base at Walter Reed Army Medical Center for my physical therapy. And I forgot this, but there was actually a group of protesters outside the gate at Walter Reed every single day for the nine months I was there. Every single day. But my point is, you know, I talked about how people were so grateful, and I totally, I mean, even having said that, we're talking about this small little band of people who would come out there yeah. every and I yeah. to me I thought you know I serve for your right to to yeah, do that kind of exactly stuff and it's right. totally fine with me yeah. that you're out there. It was a lot more widespread and pervasive during Vietnam. Yeah. This is just a bad deal. Yeah, all, exactly. All the way exactly. All right, so uh, give us a brief update what you got going on at the uh, Justice Institute. I know you got some high profile yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah, no. So we uh, you may have seen recently we uh, we uh, kind of won a case that we had sued on behalf of a weight loss coach here in Madison. Uh, the government was telling her that even though she had a degree in nutrition and all of this, she could not tell people how to lose weight. And by the way, we're the fattest state in the nation. I'm not kidding. We we have the number one rate of obesity. She's trying to help people with that, and the government said, "Nope, you've got to be a licensed dietitian." Again, she's not. She wasn't trying to treat medical conditions or anything. It was literally just here's how you can drop a couple pounds. So the government threatened to throw her in jail and fine her a thousand dollars and file a civil suit against her if she didn't stop. We filed a lawsuit on behalf of her name is Donna Harris. She she works here in Madison. And so we just got the law changed uh, a couple uh, months ago where now anybody in Mississippi, and the law is, that law has actually just recently gone into effect, so anybody in Mississippi who wants to teach people how to lose weight can do that without having a dietitian's license. Now, you just have to make sure you don't claim to be a licensed dietitian and you don't try to treat a medical condition. As long as you, do, you, know, you, you stay in line with that, you're fine. So that was the latest mm. one we had. 
Um, of course, you know that we're still litigating that certificate of need case. Um, as you know, Gerard, the wheels of justice grind very slowly. And so um, we know we've overcome a motion to dismiss on that. We are now in the phase of of getting into what's called discovery. And so we're just right. kind of doing – that's going to take – you know, it's going to probably be a year before that case really gets to the, to the end of the track. But we're continuing on with that. And then, of course, you know, um, if anybody is listening, I mean, we're always in search for – you know, new good cases. Of course, we can't take every case that comes our way, but we're always looking. So if, if uh, you know, you're a citizen in Mississippi that, you know, you believe that your constitutional rights are being violated by some kind of government action that's maybe keeping you from earning a living or keeping you from uh, speaking freely or exercising your, your gun rights or whatever the case may be, religious liberty, we're always, uh, you know, searching for people who are experiencing that so that we can help them with those problems. And that's one of the things we're doing right now, too, is kind of going around around the state, uh, educating people on the work that we're doing, the work we've already done. Uh, the Mississippi Justice Institute has been around, you know, for, for around six years now. And so, you know, I think we've got a little bit of a track record now of, of being able to help people with these. And it's not just talking the talk, telling people what we want to do, but we can show people a track record of success and being sure. able to come into court and change these government policies uh, pretty much single-handedly, you know, and so so that's one of the things we're doing, too. Before you go, a couple of minutes, any thoughts about the Dobbs case? Might get a ruling any day. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, well, the I think you and I have discussed that the leak itself was just, I, I'm still blown away that that happened, and it's just... It's been quiet. I haven't heard I, anything it, about it ha- that. It has been quiet, and you still don't see really any a lot of outrage about the fact that it happened. Yeah. And I, I think it really hurts the U.S. Supreme Court moving forward. I mean, the ability of the justices to be candid with each other and to have the discussions they need to have. But aside from that, I do think, you know, it, it looks, all indications are that that opinion is going to you know, hold sway. I mean, we're going to get a, a majority opinion that looks like something close to what we already saw. And so uh, I, I'm glad about that. I think that Roe v. Wade was absolutely, you know, not um, correct law from day one. And, you know, everybody who wants to lose their mind about that, I mean, we've got federalism in America. And you can talk to, you know, uh, the, the people who run your state about what policy you would like to see in your state. And this, the policy in California is not going to be the policy in Mississippi, and that's that's okay. That's a good thing. The left says it's the end of democracy. I say, I argue, no, it's actually a shining sample. <laughs> this, is, this is an example of democracy. I mean, what do you mean? You know, I mean, and you had what you had was the courts really go. usurped something. So Appreciate yeah. it, Aaron. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Good to see you. Good to see you, Thank you, you for your hard. service. We'll Thank be you. right back. This show was previously recorded. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. 
Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's and Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Memorial Day isn't just a holiday. Camp Shelby Commander Colonel Rick Weaver explains why. Memorial Day is our country's most solemn day of remembrance, where we honor the men and women of our military who have made the ultimate sacrifice in service to our nation. Colonel Eric Beatty says we owe a debt to those heroes we can never fully repay. As you go about your day, we encourage you to reflect upon all of those who have laid down their lives in our defense. They are truly some of the most noble, brave, and selfless individuals our country has ever produced. If you're going to be on the water today, Department of Wildlife Officer Mark McCluskey has a few safety tips. If you're going out and you're not going to be back till after dark or after the sun sets, make sure your running lights work. Check them before you leave. And when it comes to fire safety? If your gas tank is enclosed inboard, you need to make sure you have a fire extinguisher. Make sure that fire extinguisher is charged. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Swing hand to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. All from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. 
feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This show was previously recorded. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are at Camp Shelby today. we got Memorial Day coming up, long weekend. That's coming up this Monday. And joining us now, Sergeant Major Jonathan Luke. He is the Camp Shelby Joint Force Training Center MFGI Planner. Uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> and Sergeant Major is laughing because I'm trying to get all those acronyms out. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sergeant Major. So the first question, and I told you I was going to ask you this before we came on, is please tell us what MFGI stands for and what that means exactly. Okay, so MFGI is the Mobilization Force Generation installation okay <laughs> so uh it's basically camp shelby and there's other facilities uh, across the u.s that that do the same thing uh, i'm part of a team uh okay so i'm not just the planner i'm a planner of the team i got yes, you oh. i got you well what exactly are you planning i looked it up i shared that with you it's mobilization and demobilization correct yeah so uh you know all Compos of uh, one, two, and three, Army Reserve, regular Army, National Guard. They come here and they train, uh, exercise, right? Uh, and then they prepare as if they were mobilizing. Okay. Okay. Could be uh, overseas, you know, OCONUS or CONUS, uh, continental United States. Uh, so, and it is it. it, it it's a big deal for the Army, basically, because you have uh, all those different components, Army Reserve, Regular Army, and National Guard, that yep. come together and focus on a deliberate task or okay. a deliberate mission, whatever their mission is, that they would perform uh, continental the United States or outside the continental United States. Is, is it, uh, would it be accurate to sort of equate it to a project manager in, in, the, uh, uh, in the private sector? Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess so. I guess it would be kind of like a project. Uh, you know, these these units have a mission to uh, to do a certain thing, whether they're engineer, military, police, infantry, whatever it is, and they come here to Camp Shelby, and they train on that mission uh, yeah. during their annual training period. Uh, you know, that they do once a year. Uh, they come here, and of course, there's a lot of planning that goes uh, along with that before, during, and after. Because uh, as soon as we, while we're doing the exercise, believe it or not, we're planning for the next one. Okay. So, Okay, I got you. That makes sense. So, but Camp Shelby, we should note, it, it is a training center. I Absolutely. mean, that's its purpose, that's its function, that's its yes. role uh, in the military and joint forces training center. Correct. So it's it's yes. it's across the uh, the regular army, the guard, 
in Roger. in all branches? Yes, sir. It it, it extends to all branches. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. The Marines yeah. come here. The Navy, CBs from the coast. Uh, you know, they all come here to train. So even uh, even government agencies. Uh, there's a law enforcement training center here. Okay. Uh, for the civilian. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, it's it's a over two hundred thousand acres of training area here. Right. And facilities. Uh, so it's it's a large place, and it has uh, some of the state-of-the-art facilities. You know, um, one of the largest training facilities, uh, National Guard training facilities in the U.S. Okay, and it's it's been a training facility since its inception correct. around World War II. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yes, uh, this was a large mobilization center during World War II. Uh, they actually uh, had German POWs here. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. I, I learned that uh, last time we did the show here. All right. So tell us about Operation Pershing Strike. What's going okay. on there? So it's a uh, it's a large mobilization exercise. Um, that name Pershing is uh, it, it's named after General John Pershing. Right. Uh, he was the first reservist um, hmm. back in World War One that actually was made a general officer. From the Reckham okay. captain, yeah. they promoted him all the way to general, and he was the first expeditionary force commander hmm. in World War One for the Western Front of Europe. So uh, he took a a force that did not exist, okay, created the expeditionary force, and took it overseas. So in, in the U.S. at the time, there was a lot of uh, conflicts, and uh, you know, the, you know. Uh, different little things with the Native Americans and the Indians and, yeah. and, and different little sure. conflicts in Cuba and whatever. And he took an expeditionary force to Europe, the first expeditionary okay. force. And he was a reservist. So that's, that name fits perfect with what we're trying to do here. I got you. And that's coming up, coming up this summer? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so will that involve uh, National Guard uh, troops from Mississippi or from across uh, all, the country? All across. We have soldiers coming from Montana, Pennsylvania, uh, Alabama, Florida. They're coming from all over. And it's not just the the element that's actually training. It's all the support mechanisms to go along with that. I see. Okay. All the, all the what, what we call an, another acronym, MSF, you know, <laughs> Mobilization Support Force. Okay. So all these guys coming together, all the different compos, coming together to uh, to focus on one deliberate task and that is to get these units trained and get them as if they were you know deploying or mobilizing. Are there some unique assets, capabilities, resources that Camp Shelby has Absolutely. for this particular training? Yes. So depending on what type of unit it is they come in and uh, if they're engineers they go and they do their engineer thing out in the training areas they dig, they uh, you know uh, Demolition. If they're combat arms, they come here and they do with their Bradleys and their tanks. They go out to the range facility and they and they conduct their training. So yes, that's that's one of the reasons why Camp Shelby does what it does is because it has these facilities available. Okay. Um, when the troops come here from other states, mm -hmm. what's their reaction? Uh, many of them, I gotta believe, it's the first time they've ever been to Mississippi. Uh, right. So, you know, the first thing we tell them when they get here is that, hey, prepare, you know, drink water because it's going to be hot. Yeah. And when you think it's going to be hot, it's going to be even hotter. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the things we tell them, you know, watch out for the wildlife. And, and there are units that come from up north that, that are not used to the humidity. Yeah. So it, it, it's a leadership thing. The uh, the NCOs, uh, they, they ensure that their troops are, are taken care of so they can, you know, do the mission for the. I got you. Uh, I hope they, they leave with a favorable impression oh, of absolutely. our state. Um, I mean, uh you know, good food, good training, and uh, and and an excellent weather. Yeah, you know? and I and it would appear, it seems, I should say, that 
uh, maybe make lifelong friends when you meet people oh, and work, work together yeah, with absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, we're we're one big huge family. You know, the, sure. The, and we're all one team. You know, yeah. so so we focus on that to to get them here and 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 they train hard and uh, you know, and and accomplish the tasks that they 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 set out to do when they come here. We're talking to Sergeant Major Jonathan Luke. Um, what's the morale like in in the military to, from your perspective right now? So, um, you know, we have these planning conferences before this exercise, and uh, you know, the the folks I talk to from all compos that come here, uh, they're, they're excited. They can't wait to come back. You know, and and they're here. You know, and we just had one in the spring. The weather was like perfect. Yeah, the nice seventy-five yeah. degrees. And I, I just let them know, say, hey, you know, I, I know you enjoy coming here, and, and the weather's great. It's yeah. just a little bit hotter, you know, when you get back <laughs> here in the summertime. But, uh, no, the morale's great. Uh, it's just it, it's keeping a soldier focused and engaged is, is what you want to do. You, you, you don't want to waste their time. Yeah. You know, when they get here on the ground, they, uh, they have a reception. Okay. That's it, another acronym. I don't want to throw it out there, but okay. it's RSOI. And, okay. And uh, so they're, they're, they're received. Okay. And they're staged. And they're integrated, you know, and, and, and so on. And, and they get the training, and they go forth and do great things. So that's why you have to keep them engaged to keep them morale up. I got you. What about you, sir? How long have you been serving? Uh, I've been in 29 years. Got wow. 17. Wow. Yeah. Do you come from a military background, family? Uh, I do. Uh, all the men in my family on both sides, my mom and dad's family, they all served uh, in some shape or form or capacity. Uh, I had, you know, my grandfather and two uncles were in World War II. Um, I actually had some in the European theater and the Pacific theater. Okay. Um, and you know, some were light infantry in the European theater. Some were uh, in the Navy. Uh, my uncle, uh, O.M. Luke, he, he was in the Navy in, in the Pacific. And uh, he, uh, you know, drove the, the landing boats. In, in uh, the LCIs? Yes. Uh, those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. In uh, World War II? Yes. Mm -hmm. I had an uncle that did the same. Um, and... Uh, you know, I'm not sure about um, your relative there, but when he came back, it uh, he still lived the terror of dropping off troops and yeah. watching them get slaughtered off and right there on the beaches, going back and getting more and knowing it was the same thing was going to happen again. Yeah, yeah well, my uncle, I, I, I was a young kid, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was my, uh, 12 years older than my father. Yeah. So, you know, he was kind of like a grandfather to me because my grandfather died. I, I wasn't even born yet, you know. And, I got you. Um, so, uh, he uh, he never really talked about it. The only stories I know is anything my dad would tell me, and uh, and it was strange. He he never. I, I didn't know to ask either. Yeah, know? I was a young exactly. age and, and didn't really know. But uh, but yeah, um, had, had a lot of a lot of kin folks serving uh, all through the years. Yeah, you know, Civil War, World War One, World War Two. So uh, he never really talked about it. Um, my on my mother's side of the family, uh, those old guys. Uh, my, my great uncles, they never really talked about it either. Yeah, yeah, and you can understand that. Yeah. It's kind of a, they did their duty. Right. They served, and they uh, experienced a lot of stuff that really human beings shouldn't have to experience, and they want to put right. it behind them. Yes, sir. I get it. Absolutely. Sergeant Major, thanks for coming on, and thanks for your service, sir. Oh, Appreciate absolutely. it. Anytime. Middays will be right back. We're down at Camp Shelby at the Armed Forces Museum, the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, we've got Master Sergeant Nicholas Campo. Stay with us.
This show was previously recorded. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a black label bridge builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the black label bridge builders. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was down 119 to 139.42. December cotton was down 138 to 122.95. At the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were up five and three quarters to seventeen thirty-two and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were up three and a half to sixteen sixty-three per bushel. July corn was up twelve and a quarter to seven seventy-seven and a quarter per bushel. September corn was up ten and three quarters to seven forty-four and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was down twenty to one thirty-two forty. October live cattle was down twelve. 138.05. August feeders down 35 to 166.32. September feeders down 42 to 169.30. And the Dow Jones closed up 575 for Memorial Day holiday at 33,213. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi? Our goal is to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. In a world that's a little simpler, comes the tale of Veltina fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. 
Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer. The Beltino fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Bonus reach with other directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. <laughs> Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. We are at the Armed Forces Museum, the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum, in the heart of the Camp Shelby Joint Forces Training Center. And joining us now, Master Sergeant Nick Campo. He is uh, with the NC. He's the NCOIC, not with the. He is the NCOIC. I'm gonna let you explain uh, for the benefit of our audience, uh, Master Sergeant, what that means exactly. It's just non-commissioned officer in charge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome uh, to the program. So, uh, how long have you been in the National Guard? 25 years. 25 years? 24 and some change. Okay. 25. Well, that's close enough. Uh, it been a, an enjoyable experience for you? Oh, yeah. You can't do anything for 25 years if you don't enjoy <laughs> I it. I right? you, you're right about that, especially considering it's voluntary. It is voluntary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally so, voluntary. And actually, um, you know, speaking of NCICs and, and whatnot, so I'm the non-commissioned officer in charge of uh, Debt 3, Company B, of the recruiting battalion for the state of Mississippi. Okay, so uh, then are you personally involved in recruiting? Um, yes, yes. Not as much as I was at one point in time. So I have uh, recruiters that, that I supervise now, and they're the ones that are actually on the ground doing the recruiting. I just make sure that... You know, they have what they need and the support they need. What's the elevator pitch, as we say? So, uh, education, really, right now, education. Sure. You know, medical insurance, things of yeah. that nature, you know, and service to country. I mean, you can't forget service to country on a day like today. Absolutely. Memorial Day weekend, you cannot forget service to country. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Good, good. It's getting, it's getting. Uh, you know, I think, I think a lot of people have this idea in their head where, uh, you know, go to jail, go to the military, right? So it's not like that anymore. Uh, it's very, very selective now on getting in. I mean, you got to pass the uh, the ASVAB, the Armed Forces Service that, uh, at, yeah. Battery Test. Yep. Uh, you you got to be able to pass physical backgrounds, medical backgrounds, uh, you know, moral backgrounds. So, so it's real. It's getting harder and harder to get in the military. And like everything else in our world, uh, Master Sergeant, the military has evolved. It's it's a highly technical. Uh, armed forces now. Absolutely, everything we do is 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 linked in somehow to some kind of computer system, yeah. right? So it, from our the, the most basic, you know, our recruiting process. Sure. Everything we do runs through you know uh, uh, medical systems and everything else to pull your medical yeah. records and you know I mean everything we do is linked into the, uh, the internet somehow. And so uh, a member of the National Guard is gonna. Uh, use utilize those tools. Be taught absolutely. how to utilize those yeah. tools, and those yeah. are transferable skills. It's absolutely. very marketable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can go to, uh, let's take uh, Southern Miss for example. You know, just about any uh, degree producing class you can take at Southern Miss transfers over to the military somehow. 
in all of our schools that you can go to in the military. Say you sign up and you, you, you go into, you know, cyber or, or, or you know, medical field sure. or whatever. Even if you've never gone to college for that, if you go into our medical program when you come out, you know, based on, depending on what you did, those those hours you get credit for in the military transfer over to, to civilian universities. Sure. You know, yeah. Is it fair to say that employers see that as a plus when they see that on the resume if they have uh, well, service I, in the guard? Know, military I, I, usually, when I'm when I'm enlisting somebody, or back when I did enlist people, uh, but my guys now, when when we're enlisting somebody, I like to use this uh, little example. So, if I'm hiring, if I have a gas station and I'm hiring somebody, a mechanic, and I got two guys come in, they both uh, both have been mechanics. One went to say JCJC and got his mechanics degree, and the other one. Joined the military at 17 and, you know, went to boot camp, went to AIT, learned all the skills that come with being in the military and learned how to be a mechanic. They have the same certifications. It's just one only went to school to learn it. The other one's got real-world experience okay. doing it for the last four or five years, sure. however long. Who am I hiring? That's, sure. not a, that's not a hard decision there. Well, that in itself uh, is a tremendous benefit yes. Uh, yes. for someone and, and, a, and a, um, a motivator for Absolutely. someone to, to sign up. And so how do they sign up to join the National National Guard, Mississippi so, National Guard. Um, real easy. Uh, you can Google Mississippi Army National Guard recruiting. You can go on the Mississippi Army National Guard's webpage. Um, uh, there's there's a host of ways to get up, but ultimately it leads you to a recruiter. Okay. Uh, get with your local recruiter and just tell them, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm ready to do this. And from there you'll start the application process. Uh, we'll take all your, your personal information. Uh, we'll pre-qualify you, make sure that there's no underlying issues that may stop you from gotcha. from getting in, like medical, moral, yeah. things like that. But uh, but once you uh, once you talk to that recruiter and everything passes at his level, then you'll go to the military entrance processing station or MEPS up in Jackson or New Orleans or, or one of the others that we have around. Yeah. And do your physical and all that there and swear you. Before we go here, real quick, what do you think about this museum? It's pretty neat. I love it? this museum. This is probably one of the best museums. You know, for for its size and for its location, probably the best museum around. It truly Easy. is incredible. Yep. Truly is incredible. Master Sergeant Nick Campo has been our guest here on Middays. We appreciate you joining us, Thanks, Master sir. Sergeant. Thank yes, you very sir. much. We'll be right back uh, after this break. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way, and then after that break, we got Colonel Rick Weaver, the commander of Camp Shelby. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden promising to continue to push for gun safety legislation in the wake of the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Asked about the attack and Second Amendment. Never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon. Speaking from the South Lawn, he was also asked about Ukraine as the Russian invasion closes in on 100 days. President Zelensky over the weekend was visiting his troops in the hard-hit eastern Donbass area in the city of Kharkiv, pleading for more uh, money that he wants, as well as to get more weapons, particularly from the U.S. and the West. Fox's Griff Jenkins. And an 18-year-old Florida man's been arrested after police got a tip 
clip, he threatened a mass shooting at a school in a social media post. He was charged with a written or electronic threat to conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. America's listening to Fox News. It's cannon time. Now more than ever, it's important to keep your vehicle in top shape. Let us keep you road ready at Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Our parts and service departments are open six days a week and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Open Memorial Day. This Memorial Day broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Remembering those who gave it all on this day and every other day. Tico Steakhouse, East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two Lincoln County residents are the first to be awarded Mississippi Veterans Honor Medals. Army Air Force Staff Sergeant Cecil Rhodes of Brookhaven and Army Sergeant R.E. Nettles of Bogachita were presented the medals by former Senator Sally Doty. This was uh, one of the last pieces of legislation that I authored and kind of shepherded through the legislative process. Uh, I left the Senate in 2020. Doty told us Rhodes is 101. He didn't really quite know when he got there. We, he didn't have all the details, but once he got there, he was like, oh, my goodness, this is a thank you so much. And he stood up and gave the most wonderful speech. Nettles is 96 does not look 96 and uh, he was there as well he he um he was just uh, a, a joy to know he was in the the pacific theater Doty thinks those are the only two living world war ii vets in lincoln county the mississippi farm bureau federation celebrates 100 years in 2022 if you're not sure what that means for you, did you know our membership counts 180,000 families? We are their voice at the state capitol and our nation's capital. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Okay, Mississippi, I can't leap the Beau Rivage in a single bound. But I do feel like a superhero because my parents got informed and we're vaccinated. So together, we stay safer and save lives. Vaccines are safe and available for children ages 5 to 11. If you were fully vaccinated five months ago or longer, the best defense is to get a booster. Be a superhero the Mississippi way. Get vaccinated or boosted today. Got questions? Connect with a physician of the Mississippi State Medical Association by visiting the MSWay.com. Mississippi is home to the largest training site owned by a state in the entire country. Colonel Rick Weaver is the commander of Camp Shelby. We are one of the only facilities in Mississippi or in this region from a National Guard standpoint that is joint national capability training. Anyone from around this nation that's DOD and not only DOD but .gov has the ability to come here and train. The site has a storied history, currently serving as the yearly training spot for the National Guard and Army Reserve units stationed in Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. 
Camp Shelby's set for basically $100 million worth of new construction. And that was specifically set here for the new mates facilities, the uh, microgrid, doing underground to protect us so that we're able to make sure that when FEMA, MEMA, and the rest of the services come in, that they're here during the natural disasters to be able to serve the citizens of this great state. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Saturday, July 9th. With J.J. Gray and Mo Fro. Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at TwilightMS.com. That's TwilightMS.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage. Renaissance. Ridgeland First. And Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios. Joining us now, Melvin Gatewood, retired Army combat veteran and co-founder of Operation Continue Service. Uh, good morning, Melvin. Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for your service, sir. Good morning, Gerard. Thank you for having me. You bet. So we wanted to have you on to talk about uh, the Ruck event Tell us, uh, tell our audience exactly what a Ruck event is. You guys just completed that, right? Yes, we. Uh, with Operation Continued Service, our motto is remembering those who have fallen while motivating those that still stand. So the Ruck that we did on Saturday in Starksville, from Starksville, Mississippi to Columbus, was considered a recovery Ruck, and that is more mental health based. Okay, so, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Melvin. Please. No, I was just going to say, so with the recovery rug, we are <clears throat> we are wearing the backpack, and the backpack symbolizes the mental anguish and the mental issues that veterans deal with both in the military and out of the military. I have a vest that I have that it has MST, PTSD, anger, racism, depression, and anxiety, just to name some of the issues. But also inside the backpack, we have bricks, uh, and we have those hmm. labeled as well. So those are what we carry during that recovery rug. I got you. So uh, what's the distance that you walk with those backpacks loaded down like that? On this particular one, we did 20 miles. Wow. 20 miles like that. 
Good grief. That's uh that's a lot. But so and and that's designed to essentially simulate the hardship and the challenges of uh of our veterans. Yes. Gotcha. So All right. initially the RUC was to bring awareness of veteran suicide and mental health issues. And we also had veterans from within the community. We had assistant chief um, of police over in Starfield, Mr. Henry Stewart, he walked with us. We had another veteran that served with me in Iraq from out of uh, Clarksville. He came up to work with us, but the other individuals were members of Operation Continued Service. Gotcha. I understand. How how long have, have these RUC events been going on, Melvin? Well, we did our first Memorial RUC in 2019 to remember uh, Sergeant Travis Cooper in Macon, Mississippi, where we did 22 miles from West Lyons Elementary School to the Oddfellow Cemetery in Macon, Mississippi, where he's buried. Mm, interesting. Uh, is this something that occurs across the country? As well, are there other uh, well, no, ruck events? No, well, yeah, it's other ruck events, but yep. as for with Operation Continued Service, okay. we only are doing Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. Gotcha. Understand. All right. So, mental health as it pertains to our veterans, this is a serious problem that that needs attention. Uh, tell us about what's going on there. So when I'm actually employed by the Department of Veteran Affairs, so the nonprofit is something that I do on the side. I hear from veterans daily when I call to check in on them. I hear them saying that I'm looking for outlets. I'm looking for a way to get engaged. So to stop the isolation of veterans just being in, in the home and trying to get them engaged, we want to come into communities and we want to engage with them with the rooks. We're not asking anybody to do 20 miles. The 20 miles is really just to get the attention. Yeah. When we're doing the, uh, the rooks inside the communities, like I do a rook every month here in Middle Tennessee and Mount Juliet, and it might be five to three miles. So getting veterans out or family members of veterans out to come on the rooks. And while we're rucking, we're talking, hey, what's going on? Tell me uh, about how, how things have been going with you. And then you have an individual open up and they will start sharing. We are not licensed clinical professionals, but we are, we know licensed clinical professionals that we could refer the individuals to. We could uh, refer them to the uh, Wounded Warrior Project, the Department of Veteran Affairs, the Simplify America's Fund. Or like what we did Saturday at the end of our rook, we had a big resource fair where we had the Tuscaloosa VA Medical Center come, come over. We had the Wounded Warrior Project. They had a table. The Simplify America's Fund, they had a table. But it's also important to get those local uh, providers to come in as well where we had community counseling. And then we had some private counseling agencies, Harris Counseling Services. She came in. And then we had another individual with, uh, I think it was Safe Talk, where uh, veterans or anyone that's dealing with mental health issues, they can call in and they can talk to a, um, a professional about those issues. How big an issue is this, Melvin, this, this mental health situation within the uh, community of veterans? It's very serious. Uh, at one point in time, we heard 22 a day. I think that we, um, the last time that I got the data on it, I think it was a little under around 17, but one is too many. Sure. Wow. 
I've known uh, of individuals, even in the area where we were working, that we have had um, veteran suicides there. I've had personal people who I've served with who I know we have lost to uh, loss of suicide. So we just want veterans to know that we are here for them. And if we are out, we're doing the rooks. And also one of the other things that we do with our organization is do veterans coffee social. We had the opportunity to go over to the Center for American Veterans there on Friday uh, at Mississippi State and host uh, our second veteran coffee social there where we have veterans come in, get coffee, chat with other veterans. And also we have resource table where they can pick up resources um, as well. Yeah. Uh, wow. So you guys are trying to, uh, I guess, get the word out and make it known that these these veterans that are, are suffering from a depression or other just uh, mental health issues, that there are resources available to work with them, to counsel them, and and, uh, and, and get them in the right place so they don't take their own lives. Yes, most definitely, especially with our underserved uh, areas and our areas that have limited access so we are very passionate about those small towns. Yeah, Melvin, what what typically is the is the cause or the reason why a veteran would get to that point, such that they would uh, even consider taking their own life? What what is uh, what is it unique about? Is it something they encountered while in combat, in, in particular, where they witnessed firsthand these atrocities? I know you you ter- you too, sir, are a combat veteran. Yeah, I'm a combat veteran and I'm a Purple Heart recipient. Every case um, differ. Um, it can be something that happened overseas that they just haven't gotten over and they haven't processed it. Or it could just be your daily interactions as for financial issues. Yeah. It can be um, the anxiety of um, having um, to be a father, having to be a husband, and you're not making ends meet. Um, I think that the big picture of what they experience in Iraq or in combat, that does play a, a major part on it as well, especially with having survival remorse. Okay, survival remorse. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but of course, that mm-hmm. I, I got to believe that's just hard to uh, to reconcile and come to grips with if you've had any situation like that. Are are you? Aware of any individuals that got very close to that point, but were able to get uh, proper clinical treatment and and help to avoid. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you yes, know, you know the because, treatment uh, works, and it, it's just a matter of getting them connected to it. Yes, I know that the treatment worked, and uh, and the thing is about about this uh, rough march that we did. Someone asked me. They said, "Well, Melvin, how would you gauge the uh, the success of your rough?" I said, "I." I felt that it was successful before we even stepped off because I had a veteran that came to me a couple of days before we um, actually did the rug and said, I heard about what you all was doing. I had to go leave my unit and I had to go down to Jackson to seek help during a drill weekend. And I know what the facility did for me. I know what the program did for me. So that said a lot uh, for me. Uh, to hear, and it says a lot for our Department of Veteran Affairs, even the one there in Jackson, Mississippi, GV Sunny Montgomery VA, where I was actually employed with at one point in time as well. So we're doing excellent things to help veterans. We just need to let them know that we are here. So I feel that with 
our organization going there to meet veterans where they are, especially in those small towns, that's very important. And there's a lot of stigma related to mental health. So I want people to know that you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong sure. with you. Sure. And it's okay to seek help. Yeah, excellent guidance and wisdom there. Melvin, thanks so much for joining us here on Middays. Uh, fascinating learning about this. And, and uh, most importantly, uh, once again, sir, thank you for your service and your sacrifice uh, to our nation on behalf of the entire nation. Thank you. Appreciate it, Melvin. Thank you. We'll step aside for a break right here on Middays. we got uh, three segments left in this hour, and then we've got Ricky Matthews coming up with Super Talk Outdoors. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed. Picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. This is Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress here in Mississippi's 3rd District. While inflation and illegal immigration are hurting Mississippi families, Congressman Guest has different priorities. He joined Biden and Pelosi and voted to send $53 billion of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in our national interest, but fighting inflation and illegal immigration are. And when elected, they will be my priorities. I'm Michael Cassidy, America First Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? <laughs> Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. <laughs> you knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew it was either that or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. 
Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Summer, that of course connected to the story we shared in the first segment, the report from J.P. Morgan forecasting that gas prices will rise by 37%, and they entitled the report, Cruel Summer. <laughs> so we had, to, we had to accommodate. Good morning, Mr. Lars Larson, host of the Lars Larson Show. Good to see you. How are you, Lars? Good to see you as well, Gerard. I got to tell you, I heard your discussion about that. Every time I've been to the Gulf states, the gas prices are just amazingly low compared to where I live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, and now geez. you're telling me you may hit six bucks a gallon in Mississippi? Yeah. Well, uh, what we shared, Lars, I'm sure you know, is that uh, the reports are that the first time in our history the average is above $4 in all 50 states. Yep. So on the way into yep. uh, the studio here this morning, Every sign I saw was north of four bucks, usually four nine, four nineteen, and that's mainly because, uh, as you know, Lars, our our fuel taxes, our state taxes, are relatively low. I think we're next to last of all the fifty states. God bless Mississippi for that. <laughs> and we've managed to keep that uh, in effect because it's been a, a rather contentious issue, political issue, here in the state of Mississippi, whether or not to increase the fuel taxes. Um, as as you can imagine, uh, there are some who benefit from an increase of fuel taxes because that money goes directly to our state highway fund, and they they sure. advocate for that. But the taxpayers say, you know, we're taxed enough. We got enough here. Let's let's get our act in order. So it, you know how that works out. It's it's very controversial. But right now, uh, I guess we have amongst the lowest uh, average price in the country. Though north of $4 doesn't feel like a low average price, of course. Nobody has ever done that uh, in Mississippi and across the country. The Biden administration, we were just talking, as you probably heard, Lars. So what do they do? Go, oh, with, hat and, go with hat in hand to Venezuela? It, it, help and, me out and here. And the United Arab Emirates as well. They're trying to open that one up. Imagine yeah. this. Joe Biden would rather have dictator oil from Venezuela than free people oil from the United States. It's unbelievable. So uh, around these parts, it is thought that uh, it is actually estimated, and I think it's fairly accurate estimates. It comes from the oil and gas industry that we can we can produce uh, oil out of the Gulf. I think safely. We talked about this yesterday on the show. We have way better technology than we ever have, and, and protocols and procedures in place to guard against any sort of mishap. But we can produce it for thirty dollars a barrel. 
out of the out of the Gulf yeah. here. Well, and Gerard, think about this. I know that a lot of people say, but what about that underwater, you know, the deep water horizon, the the, the blowout? Yeah. And I, I kept reminding people at the time, we've got 4,000 platforms, I think is the current number, out in the Gulf. And so if, if you apply the standard, if we have 4,000 platforms and one has a blowout and blowouts are relatively rare right. and they're relatively short-lived, that one was an exception, it would be like saying every time you have one of those chain reaction collisions on the highway and 10 or 20 people get in an accident and oftentimes sometimes people die that you would say well then we should ban car travel altogether on that basis because it's too dangerous because occasionally there is a catastrophe would you apply that to any other part of your life to trains to planes to automobiles i wouldn't it just seems like that every reaction every approach that comes from the left is one uh, that involves a hammer. It never involves a surgical scalpel, if you will. It's always a hammer. And, uh, you look, you know, it's pivoting a bit here, but if you look at this horrific incident in Buffalo, uh, because of this one idiot, this one deranged, demented, hateful fool yep. that goes in and plays shoot him up uh, all of a sudden everybody on the right is responsible for that, including those of us in the talk show business, right? We're we're the reason he went yep. and did that. It's just a. And then I well, saw. Let, let me t- let me give you a couple of thoughts on Buffalo because Joe Biden went there to make political hay yesterday. Do you know where he still has not gone? There was a terrible hate crime in Waukesha, Wisconsin. A black man who apparently didn't like white people drove right down the middle of the street and plowed down a bunch of people in a Christmas parade, most of them white. And that was a hate crime. Joe Biden, to this day, has still not visited Waukesha. The second thing to know about the Buffalo murderer, I don't want to call him a shooter. A shooter is a guy like me who goes to the range and shoots paper targets or occasionally goes out and shoots a deer or an elk. But a, a shoot, this is not a shooter. This is a killer. And he ought to be convicted and he ought to be put to death. But having said that, when you read his a whole diatribe, he hated everybody. Yeah. He hated Jews. He hated black people. He didn't like the administration. He didn't like government. I mean, the list of people this guy hated was as long as your arm. But Joe and the media want to make it sound like it's pure, just black and white. And let me point out, too. There was a shooting in a place called Laguna Woods, California. It was at a church. And I'll admit, I was born in Taiwan because my mom and dad were in the U.S. Navy. And my dad was deployed at that time. And my mom went to join him. She was out of the Navy by then. So I was born in Taiwan. I love that little country. It is a freedom. It is the free China, a freedom-loving country that is amazingly prosperous. And they stand up against the big bully of communist China. The Chai Coms would like to destroy Taiwan. So what does this guy do? The guy who's been arrested, he has a right to his day in court, but he's a Chinese immigrant from mainland China who emigrated to the United States, apparently brought his hatred with him, and goes to a church full of Taiwanese Presbyterians and murders five people. Now, does Joe Biden mention that hate crime, which was one Chinese person attacking other Chinese people from Taiwan because of his hatred for Taiwan? Uh, Joe Biden doesn't even mention that one. He doesn't mention Waukesha. He doesn't mention many of the other hate crimes that have been committed by other people. Hate crimes come in every color. They come in every gender. They come in every sexual preference. But Joe Biden and the Democrats only want to talk about the ones that make political hay for them. 
It's uh, I don't know if you caught uh, Megan Kelly's podcast, uh, Lars. We we uh, talked about it yesterday. I mean, it got her fired. If she came out of her seat, she got so enraged. And what she said was, "Good grief! Can't we just take a minute to grieve the situation? Human life was lost. It, it was butchered. It was destroyed by another human." Can't we just soak that in and and uh, take a respite and grieve? No, immediately we had to go out and politicize it. It, it just it's a, and I well, hate to say it, Mars, but it's like well the jackpot was hit. It was a white supremacist that went in and murdered black people. Oh, that's the jack. It's like the jackpot. They won the lottery. The only thing's better is if it had been a white cop. And Gerard, the thing we should be asking, which is not politicizing it, we should be saying the police knew about this guy a year ago. The police took this guy into custody and took him down for a mental health evaluation. He was cleared. New York State has these crazy red flag laws, which I think are a violation of due process, and they have a lot of other problems. But did they use the red flag law in this case to say this guy's crazy? Did the FBI, which manages, they can tell you chapter and verse on all 700 people who were at the Capitol on January the 6th who got arrested and charged with crimes, some of which they did commit. I'll admit that. But did the FBI monitor this guy because the warning signs were all over his social media and they had the heads up that he'd already been arrested for making threats against his school? So it's like, the FBI manages to miss every time. You can, you know the list of all the things the FBI, the Pulse nightclub shooting, yeah. all these other situations where the FBI knew what was going on or had reason, good reason, to have taken fair warning. And they should have looked at this guy's social media. And apparently, if they'd been watching it, we now learned this morning that 30 minutes before he began shooting and killing people and live streaming it from a camera on his helmet, he told people, this is what I'm going to go do. So if they'd been watching this character, they would have had 30 minutes of warning, and he'd already been spotted at the store. A security guard walked up to him while he was casing the place within the last couple of months and asked, what are you doing here, and why do you keep walking in and out of the store? How many warnings does law enforcement, and specifically the FBI, need? Or are they too busy going out and tracking parents who show up at school board meetings and get too loud? It's that and, and developing new new pronoun policies, I guess. It's, it's, yeah. It seems like we're so misguided in the things that we consider to be priority relative to what should be priorities. Just never make it. I know you're busy. Can you hang for another segment, Lars? Sure, I can do that. I'm, uh, I'm just hanging here in the studio with my buddy uh, Winston. I remind you, Winston is a uh, he's a son of Pontotoc. So uh, my, my right. big uh, burner... Bernie's Mountain Dog is from Pontotoc, and he's, he's <laughs> glad awesome. to say hi to his friends in Mississippi. That's awesome. Lars Larson, host of the Lars Larson Show, is our guest on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios. We'll be right back. This show was previously recorded. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Memorial Day, sunny skies, high near 91. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 69. Your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 94. And for your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. The Umbrellas are home Memorial Day through June 5th against the Montgomery Biscuits at Trustmark Park. Join us for a Memorial Day celebration with fireworks presented by Milwaukee Tool. After a day off Tuesday, we'll have First Responders Wednesday, Truckworks Thursday, Thursday. Then on Friday, the first 1,000 fans get a Double A South Championship t-shirt presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. We'll continue our Memorial Day week tribute with Gold Star families being saluted plus post-game fireworks in partnership with the Mississippi VA. Homestand concludes with Sunday Family Fun Day. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two Lincoln County residents are the first to be awarded Mississippi Veterans Honor Medals. Army Air Force Staff Sergeant Cecil Rhodes of Brookhaven and Army Sergeant R.E. Nettles of Bogachita were presented the medals by former Senator Sally Doty. This was uh, one of the last pieces of legislation that I authored and kind of shepherded through the legislative process. Uh, I left the Senate in 2020. Doty told us Rhodes is 101. He didn't really quite know when he got there. He didn't have all the details, but once he got there, he was like, oh, my goodness, this is a thank you so much. And he stood up and gave the most wonderful speech. Nettles is 96. Does not look 96. And uh, he was there as well. He he um, he was just uh, a, a joy to know. He was in the, the Pacific Theater. Doty thinks those are the only two living World War II vets in Lincoln County. 
prepared before the storm is the best way to protect your home or business. Making sure your generator is in peak performance and ready for the job will keep you prepared. Taylor's Sudden Service can set up scheduled service calls to keep your generator running at peak performance. Taylor services all makes and models of generators and helps keep your generator prepared for the storm. If you own a generator, call Taylor's Sudden Service at 601-922-4444. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. From the coast to the Delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Element Well Studios. Today we're broadcasting live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby, just south of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Joining us now, Paula Carruth, Gold Star mother of fallen Marine Casey Casanova, who was the first female Marine killed in action during the the global war on terrorism. Is that right? Correct. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, first of all, uh, we're so sorry uh, for your loss, of course, and uh, we we uh, owe um, Casey the greatest of gratitude and uh, respect uh, well, for serving our country. That y'all have always, Mississippi has always supported and showed Casey much gratitude, and I am so grateful for that. Thank you. Well, I don't know that there can be enough extended, honestly, because um, uh, Casey... Uh, pay the ultimate sacrifice uh, to preserve the freedoms uh, in our country, and and we are so eternally grateful. But it's a pleasure to have you, uh, Miss Garuth, here on the program. So so tell us what brought you here, and exactly what's going on with respect to the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. Well, um, Tommy Lofton mm-hmm. uh, invited me here today because they were honoring the Gold Star family of right. the uh, Irajima vet. And uh, actually, uh, uh, Tommy has agreed to take my memorabilia of Casey that I have from the last uh, 14 years, and she's going to be a part of the Armed Forces Museum. That is, is awesome. It is. It's a answer prayer. I've been trying to get these artifacts put somewhere for some time now. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, what? 
possessed, Casey, to join and sign up, become a Marine? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, the good Lord, I don't know, because as a mother, you know, I, I was totally against it. I, um, I, of course, did not believe my girl was not that girl to me. She was a little dainty, little girly girl, and mm -hmm. I really, me and my mother thought they'd call us to come get her from the boot camp. <laughs> Um, and she was bound and determined, though, and yeah. she did very well at that. Really, she did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was was called away um, out of the country to serve. Um, yes. Uh, well, she actually went into the Marine Corps. She was at Southwest Community College, okay. um, and she uh, her uh, schooling was in communications, which is what she did for the Marine Corps. So okay. um, that's how she was introduced to going to the Marine Corps. Went through Camp Pendleton uh, for training? Oh, no, no, no. She went through Paris Island. Okay. Uh, and then she wound up in her uh, stationed at Camp Pendleton, okay. California. I got yes. you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and served in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Is yes, that correct? that's correct. And uh, so w what was the year? When uh, her 2008 is when she passed, but she was in from 2003 to 2008. Did, did the Marine Corps seem to suit her? Did, oh, so you were hesitant at first, but once it. she got in, were, were you... Um, it suited her, not me, ever. I mean, my <laughs> I baby understand. was 2,000 sure. miles away from home, sure. and this is my only child, and she's a girl. Um, uh, I was never happy about Casey being yeah. away from home, ever. Did did she know that? Did she sense oh, that? Oh, she knew it because I'm from New Orleans. I speak my mind, so yeah. she knew it. <laughs> but Casey was very happy um, in the Marine Corps, and she thrived there, and she did very well there, and she loved it. She, yeah. Casey loved it. She, I believe Casey would have been a career okay. Marine. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. You know, she went to high school where she boarded, and she was very good with a scheduled life. And the Marine Corps suited that for her. Yeah. Scheduled, she uh, she she thrived there. She thrived. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, have you been through the museum? I have. It's uh, it's awesome. It's incredible. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, it it makes the hair stand up on me. It's it do, so yeah. very incredible. Yes. So Tommy, of course, that you mentioned earlier, and we see him walking down the hall. He's the director here at the Mississippi Armed yes. Forces Museum. Does a great job. So. Uh, do you have a, a feel or an idea of what the exhibit honoring Casey is going to look like? Where it's um, going to be placed? Well, so I forth? know that it will be in the Hall of the Heroes. Okay. Uh, and what I will say, um, I'll tell you how this happened. Uh, a man out of Jacksonville, Florida, contacted me about uh, five months ago. He found me out of no more where Casey, I don't know. Um, and he is a Marine. And he became a sculpture. He's a Vietnam vet, and he became an artist. He sculpts bust. Okay. And what he did is he started sculpting the bust of the Jacksonville fallen Marine men. Okay. And uh, he, I don't know. I, he come across Casey, and he went to the Enterprise Journal, and they got him in touch with me. Uh, and he said he just had to do this bust of Casey. So he is now creating this bust. Wow. And in the fall, sometimes, I'm not sure when, we will put her artifacts and her memorabilia and the bust in the Armed Forces Museum. That is so awesome. It is. Uh, uh, do you care to or can you share with us some examples of the artifacts? Of Casey's? Yeah, that are well, going to be exhibited? I have... Um, 
I have her, you know, her blues and yeah. her hat. Yeah. I I have the Medal of Valor. She is a Mississippi Medal of Valor, the 18th. Sure. I am going to also present that to the museum. And I have um, a shadow box of all of her medals that I will uh, give and uh, uh, several other things. There's uh, just other little things. I have the letter from you know today uh yeah. the letter from mm -hmm. the and um you know these things are need to be shared they yeah. uh they've been sitting in the closet for a while i mean you can only leave those things on the walls for so long yeah you know well uh again uh, a, a grateful nation on behalf of a grateful nation very much uh thank you and uh, and her in particular for her service to this great nation the the people around here uh the members of the guard the military they truly do understand that sacrifice. Is, is that been your experience in they talking to them? They do understand it. Um, and when you walk through this museum, the feel of the, it's really living. Yeah. It's not about death. It's yeah, exactly. about life. Exactly. And that is what, I mean, it's just so huge, you know. So it's a great honor. And uh, Casey, of course, there's very few women here. Yeah. Casey will be one yeah. of only like a couple a women point. in That's this right. arm. I mean, she is the first woman yeah. um, that this uh, Mr. Leonard, that is, he is, she is the first woman he has ever sculpted. Wow. So she's the many of a first. Wow. Yes. Well, that's incredible. So uh, you shared with me uh, earlier, uh, Paula, that you're originally from New Orleans, oh, which yeah. folks can probably detect from your, your <laughs> distinct New Orleanian accent. I've lived in Mississippi 30 years, <laughs> and I cannot lose it. Well, <laughs> I will tell you that my father, born and raised in, in uh, New Orleans, um, on St. Peter Street, right, and uh, moved to Mississippi in 1953. Before I was born, he passed away in 1998. He still had it too. He never lost right. it. Right. <laughs> well, my mother was uh, the, that way, but my dad was born and uh, raised in Mississippi. Okay. So you know, he never had that. But I, I you see. know, my mother all. Uh, is originally from Miss, uh, New Orleans okay. as well. So, and you live in Macomb now, right? No, I live in Socha. In Socha, okay. Yes, gotcha. I I uh, recently left Macomb a year ago, okay. and I've ne I've been in Socha. I'm with you, Mississippi. It's uh, which is close uh, to the museum. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. uh, I'm sure you'll want to, oh, to come. Oh, I will, and, and I will bring people. Believe me. That that is awesome. Uh, yeah. Everybody really needs to tour this thing. Oh, I have. agree. Uh, I I have never been to Camp Shelby before. Now, I actually did not know that the Arms Forces Museum. Uh, cater to all of the services, right? Which is an incredible thing, yes. and it is. It, everyone needs to come out to this museum. It is incredible. Yeah, I it totally agree. Incredible. It it, it uh, so well done, and and I think folks are surprised. They don't expect to find. Uh, the exhibits to be as, as so professionally done as they are and so realistic oh, and lifelike. Realistic. It's I incredible. Agree. Like I said, it lives there. It yeah. really does. You think you're going into this, you know, thing that is, uh, but it's all about life there, yeah. really. And what these, uh, you know, soldiers and Marines did, you know, no doubt. for the great nation. And I think uh, folks, when they come through, are surprised to learn just how connected. Uh, Mississippi is and just how rich the state's history is with respect to serving in the uh, armed forces. I was very surprised myself. We are very connected in every one yeah. of these wars. Every one of them. Yeah. Yes. 
Mississippians are patriotic. Uh, they love their country, mm. and uh, I'm quite sure that Casey did as well. Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Um, I can remember when this first happened, when Casey uh, first uh, uh, passed, and uh, this is what I was put on my heart my girl loved the lord and yeah. she loved her country and that's what her everything was in the glory for that yeah. well we are so grateful for her service and sacrifice and um uh, paula um god bless you thank god you. bless her and and wish you all the best and thank you for sharing her story and i'm looking so forward to the exhibit here oh thank you for having me i appreciate you thank you paula caruth gold star mother of marine casey casanova we'll be right back here on middays we got more talk and more guests coming up stay with us This show was previously recorded. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. In this continued efforts to get formula to families in need, the USDA is encouraging state agencies and their infant formula manufacturers to consider seeking temporary flexibility in their infant formula contracts to allow WIC participants to purchase alternate sizes, forms, and brands of infant formula during the current shortage. State agencies have contracts with one of three manufacturers to provide specific formula to WIC infants who are partially or fully formula-fed. To maximize access for WIC participants, the USDA is recommending state agencies, Rickett, Mead, Johnson, RMJ, and Gerber, to work together to consider temporarily allowing alternate brand formulas. Responding to infant formula shortage has been and will continue to be a team effort, says 
Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. We encourage states and their formula manufacturers to work together to maximize access to infant formula for WIC participants. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. After a winter storm hits your propane-fueled home, look for the following safety stops. Power lines standing strong. Gas lines and tanks in place and undamaged. Chimneys, flues, and gas pipes, meters, regulators, and vents clear of snow and ice. Clear away ice and snow very carefully. High winds can shift snow and ice, creating hazardous situations by covering equipment. If you notice anything unusual, leave and have the property checked by a qualified service technician before returning. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. Ah! It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. of your city's lights Stand the heroes waiting for your cries So many times you did not bring this on yourself When that moment finally comes Welcome back everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi Live from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum in the heart of Camp Shelby just south of Hattiesburg Mississippi in the Pine Belt and joining us now Chief Warrant Officer 2 Hendricks, the Virgin Islands National Guard Band here today. I've been listening to the music, uh, Chief Warrant Officer. Glad to have you. Oh, it's my, it's definitely our pleasure to be here. Um, we're the 73rd Army Band from the United States Virgin Islands, and um, on behalf of Major General Kojo Knoxlin-Bacher, it definitely is our pleasure to be here, and I'm glad that you had an opportunity to enjoy the music. Yeah, uh, right down the hall here, been listening in, and uh, as is uh, usually the case with any kind of uh, military band, it always seems to be perfect when they play music and got us kicked off with uh, the national anthem just before we came on the air, and, and that was awesome as well. So uh, what do you think about... Uh, playing taps when you have to honor uh, the service members on Memorial Day. Well, what, what's that like? What's that experience like? So for me personally, I can personally attest to playing taps because my initial MOS, I am a 42 Romeo 9 Bravo, which is a bugler. So um, it it is definitely emotional for me. Yeah. Um, it is the last opportunity for me to pay homage to that soldier and their family for their service. So it definitely, every time I do it, is definitely an emotional process for me. What's what's the history of taps? Where where did that tradition start? Where we where we play taps uh, to honor a fallen member of the military? I actually don't have that information for you. It's been time, around as long as I can remember. I know, I know. I'm going to make sure that I get that answer for you yeah. today. Um, how long does it take to, to master that the way that the buglers do? <laughs> um, 
it's a matter of just repetition and yeah. training um the thing with taps is it's so emotional yeah and the magnitude of what it embodies it, it, it can go really really well or we've had situations where it doesn't go so well and the reason i could say that it probably happens is because the bugler is enduring for me part of the pain that the family may be feeling as they're playing i see so it, so it, when you're doing that in the presence of the family in particular it hurts yeah it just channels through i can see that it, it, uh, it definitely hurts yeah uh how many members are in the band um so my band um is a total of 26 personnel okay um we're currently working on recruiting about three more which will bring us up about to 29 personnel yeah i have two new soldiers that just graduated from the united states army school of music yesterday so they'll be returning home here on ground that i have with me i have 20 personnel okay uh and are there events uh where the band will be playing throughout the weekend for a memorial day here so no so our requirements um we actually got here around the 15th okay of this month and uh, we did the hattiesburg festival on the 21st which was really really nice it's a beautiful park yeah and um our we brought two groups we brought our steel ensemble okay. um, which is unique to the military i think we're one of the only united states army bands with a steel ensemble yeah so i call them steel brigade yeah and um, we also have another group named the Calypso Soldiers. So to the, in the Caribbean, um, Calypso is basically what embodies us in our music. And uh, we've created a group around that. So I brought those two groups to participate in that festival. It was really nice. And then Mother Nature had some other plans, and she rained on us I a got little you. bit. <laughs> so does the band travel around like that on a regular basis? Um, so currently, based off of, I guess, what's happening in the world and stuff, it kind of dictates how much we're able to travel and stuff like that. But the history of the band, this band has traveled to so many places, um, Chile, Panama, Nicaragua, yeah. Africa, Jamaica. Um, there's so many places that this band has been. So we're just glad that we're always able to travel and share our music with everyone. Yeah. Is it? It always seems to me like there's a uh, kind of a special level of respect that we as Americans feel when we see a, a military band like that performing, especially the more patriotic tunes. It just, I don't know, puts a spring in your step, maybe uh, gets the uh, the hair standing up on your neck a little bit. Uh, just, it's it's kind of emotional, and it's just it makes you feel good to be an American. And and just the fact that you feel that speaks to our purpose. Our purpose is to bridge the gap between the civilian world and the military world yeah. and show people that the military is also human as well. Yeah. So the purpose of Army Bands is to make you feel good okay. about the service and what we do and what we bring to the table. Well, mission accomplished <laughs> for, for me personally, and I think I speak for a lot of folks out there that feel the same way. I, I always enjoy the performances and haven't been to Mardi Gras a lot through my life and seeing military bands perform there and at uh, uh, sporting events and so forth. It's, uh, it's always a treat. It's always special. But we appreciate you coming to Mississippi and bringing the great music here. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And anytime you guys get some time, come on down to the United States Virgin Islands. We welcome you with open arms. That's awesome. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Hendricks has been our guest with the Virgin Islands National Guard Band. We'll take a break. we got the news coming your way. we got Tommy Lofton, Director of the Armed Forces Museum at 1220. Stay with us.
This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.